Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. Merely Bo, the great Z, Gibbe, the undisclosed location for the time being on the west side of Cleveland. How you living, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, Nana brought up actually what I would say was a pretty good point today. Let's hear it. And she asked, she said, given that Gibbe has said no more stream after today, is today the last show from the undisclosed location? Oh. No. <laughs> nice try. Nice try, Nana. Felt like a – I seems like a very reasonable, reasonable – Feels like a reasonable question from sure. Nana. And who, who's like, providing that content for the next, like, ten days? No, 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 you're missing the, no, 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 no. You're, you're missing, missing the, the nuance of it. You're missing There's the nuance. nuance. Show happens tomorrow. Show happens. Show's happening. Just tomorrow, not from the undisclosed Thursday. location. Oh, if no. there's no stream. No, if there's no, no stream. No, well, no, 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 why no. Are, why are we here? Nope. You why know, wouldn't we we got to pre-tape some stuff, gentlemen. Well, the one thing tomorrow about it. feels like with the Comrex, we have the ability to pre-tape the, from anywhere. The one thing that, that, yeah. that changed is, you know, there was a pandemic in this country. And during that time. People got very proficient at work from home. I don't know. I'm not sure if everybody did. I did. I did for sure. We thrived. Thrived. Yeah. Um, but Never now I've noticed that that's kind of the expectation in the world that you get to. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the minimum. Well, certainly if I, I f- if you owned an operation, I think the one th- the one th- this is an interesting place that we've ended up here. So let's stay here just for one <laughs> moment. Um, if you owned an operation, I think the key would be is you would have to find a way to properly measure every employee's ability and aptitude to do it at home versus here. Now, my pushback to that from the employee side of it would be, you have no idea how much time employees waste in an office. office. Immense. Immense. Well, yeah, people are talking to you. There's there's that. Yeah. 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 What I would say is I think, you know, one, I think everybody in my fiction – fictional company yeah my fictitious company everybody would start at, at a day mm-hmm. and then is it vandalay industries and then the better you did you crushed it if you were killing it two days three days you could end up being <clears throat> other than if there were big important meetings that you need to be face-to-face you could end up being work from the whole time as long as you were d- delivering and over delivering fine that's where i'm at i think um i think the thing is is like as fictional company vandalay industries you have to decide this is my expectation for you as long as you meet or exceed that expectation, you work from wherever. I could care less when you where you do it, how much, whatever. Couldn't agree more. Do the work whenever you get the work done in that amount of time. Live. And I then, don't. 
I don't need. The I rest. would say if there's someone you have like example in office meeting where you've got to be on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there. But as soon as that camera goes away, not there. I, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you're getting your job done, I think that's right. I think that's very good. Question, hypothetical. Well, I hope I have an answer. Do you believe that if this camera wasn't here, yep, and you were at your house, sure, and I was at my house, uh-huh. that you and I could be having this repartee we're having right now? I do. Same. I do. I do. Um, that's wonderful. I do. I I don't doubt that, and I, I think I. I think I've done whatever I can to like make it yeah, so. It's very fair. It's if you very, if you if you want to work from fair. home, like we we managed we've to do that. that. We've here done in the that. Office. We've done that. Yeah, we've well, done I just think week, the rest of this week is not that week. Part of me week. feels like. Yeah. Do you feel that Gibby feels blindsided by Nana here? No. And, then, and perhaps you being the the instrument for Nana's revenge. No, no. I don't even think it's revenge. I think it just it's, it feels a lot like common sense. I think you knew how this would go, though. I, no, I don't know that he'd even thought about it. What I think is oh, really no, a, I've thought about what it. I really I think of a lot of things at four o'clock in the morning. What I re, he's like Galifianakis in front of that board. <laughs> what a, I think Gibbe Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> what I think Gibbe Charlie. These are all real people. They're all looking for their mail. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I think this is if we're being honest about yeah. it. You and I see this as a place to come and and do our work. Yeah, and it's comfortable. I like these chairs. I'm th- thrilled with these chairs. Yeah. Our, I think Gibbe yeah. has basically gotten a second home for free. And so I think it's his vacation home. He's going to hang on to that yeah. as long as he can. I, I'm sure. We don't have beer in the fridge. No. We don't have weeks' worth of meals in the fridge. No. He does. Frain will be pulling him out. Yes. It's going to look he, like he, yeah. he's in a windstorm holding like, on to the side that's of the right. door. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Whereas we're like, yeah. our cars are pointed out. I'm starting to move stuff. Oh, I know. You're <laughs> on your way out before you set foot in. Uh, well, to be that's fair, not true. More for uh, really? I came in here. We broke bread together. At 12, now we're having 47. Some, now we're having some camaraderie. Where I was willing. You, I was going to be here earlier today. You said, no, no, no thanks. I have to go have a. Business lunch. I business did have lunch. a business lunch. A business lunch. Trust me, I thought about just one of your with one of your minions, Gibe. Uh, <laughs> just going over stuff for the radio so network. So, were you wearing phone. were you wearing this outfit for that lunch? Darn right, I was. You're wearing those socks. Yeah, you're calling those business socks now. You had a business lunch, business time. Fly to the Concords, fine show. If you want to dabble, <laughs> that is a good one. It's a great show. We're watching it right now. What's wrong That's with fun. my outfit? Nothing. It was Wonderful. just a setup to get the business socks. I have uh, – let me tell you if you've ever had this experience. By the way, well, before we get to it, today's a special day here at the CCMC. Uh, the sixth annual Cleveland Browns Summer Blitz serves as a day of service for Brown staff, players, alumni, and community partners. The event ties all three core areas of the Browns give back, education, youth football, social justice. Uh, Summer Blitz is an all-day volunteer project. allows over 70 Browns employees to give their time and efforts to support the local community by working on a project aligned with the core pillars of the Browns give back. Uh, we want to thank you the following partners. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings providing lunch for the volunteers. Uh, AIM Transportation Solutions for providing trucks to transport finished products and Arby's Foundation is providing funding for stay in the game network room. So thank you to all of those folks and those partners for helping us and it's been a uh, very big day over here already. It's awesome. Jared awesome. will join us a little bit later about 40 minutes from now. Yeah, very excited for that obviously. Yeah, yeah indeed. All right. I yeah, Mr. Zagura. No, no, no. I was just putting my hand up to let you know 
that my hand going up was to let you know I have another funny Nana story. Whenever Stay in the Nana have... plane, and then we'll get back. Okay. It's amazing that you said the Nana plane because you didn't even oh, know God. what it was about. Nana goes on her walk with uh, Asa today in the yep. neighborhood. I get a panicked call. There's an airplane okay. flying way too low. Oh, boy. And it looks like the bottom half of the plane has like fallen off and is like dragging through the sky. And she's like in this full panic. And I'm like, is it a like a commercial plane, like a passenger plane? She, it looks like a passenger plane, like that we would be on. We would be on on like you know. And I'm like, a passenger plane. Okay. I said, she said, so should I call 911 and let that let them know that there's this plane that is probably going to crash and it's got this big door open on the bottom of it? And I said. No, I would imagine they those on board are well aware of whatever is going on right now, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And, and she's like freaked out, panicked, Bo. Do you work for the FAA? I don't. Okay. Because I just was curious, like, the calling of you. Was to see if she should call. Like, you were the, she, you were the check? She wanted to see if she should call 911. Like, if this was a real crime and this was a real situation, her first call would be to you to see if she should call 911? Apparently. I guess it tells you how important you are. Well, which makes, is more than we can say about Pedro's. Good, yeah. By the way, she's waiting. She says Gibe is being – he's not open to new ideas. Sad. Well, she knows yeah. Gibby very well. She does no, I have a well. lot of great ideas, none of which are <laughs> none of which are welcomed by the organization. <laughs> so, anyway, I I got some great ideas. You're throwing a lot of stuff. You're throwing a lot at him. Oh. So, so what she, happens? She comes back. So right. I'm like waiting now. Is there mm-hmm. this inevitable boom that we're going to hear in the neighborhood? Yeah. What's the deal? I said, well, if a plane crashed in Cleveland, I feel like we would all know about it yeah. already. It hasn't happened. I said, so I feel like we're pretty good about it. So then I, she gets back to the house, and I'm telling the kids this story, and they're laughing, and she's like, no, this is serious. So she gets out, and she draws a picture of what she saw. And what she saw was a plane, and basically from about the midpoint of the plane or like two-thirds of the way back, there appears to be a piece of the plane that's like this. Okay. So I said to myself, what color was this plane? Uh-huh. I was like, this has to be a military plane. What color? And yeah. this has to be a big transport that has the bottom half of the plane yeah. can open up and they can drop things she's out. Like, yeah, or pick she's like, things in. Uh, it was like silver gray. I said, yeah. did it have a tail on it where you knew like United, this some more, this Delta, was... American Airlines? Like you know what those planes look like. Was yeah. it one of those? Well, no. So it, then I go. Was this this morning Did it look 10, like 15? this? <laughs> yes, it was this morning. Yeah. And I said, Does it, did it look like this? And she goes, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. I said, yeah. So the U.S. Air Force was do, is doing yeah. a flyover of every city in Ohio today. Cleveland's was around 10, 15 along the lakefront. It was a C-130 and like an F-15 or an F-16. Yeah, so like that. And it's, yeah. they're commemorating the first airborne like fuel refueling. Yeah, it's a refueling. And they did, they're doing it in Columbus this afternoon. Like they're doing yep. it in every city. Okay. Yep. So she saw it. She saw it. She's so the there one. it is. Nana. That's pretty great because the, yeah. the visibility right now is bumpkiss. I was yeah, I was talking about that this morning. I'm like, so this is gonna happen, but like is anyone gonna see it? Well she because was, it's below the cloud cover. So she Nana was, saw it. She Good saw job, it and was, and was convinced All right. that that plane was going down and that she needed to call nine one one to alert say in case somebody's talking, there's this plane up there. Maybe they don't know that the bottom half of the plane is kinda open. She's like, I just don't understand how they will land. I said, Well, they're flying. They're not going to land. Nana, think Operation Dumbo Drop. 
Yes. That's exactly what they do. They push everything right out. Right out. Vehicles, tanks. Yes, with parachutes. Parachutes, yes. My my best friend from college flew one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So we anyway. You were down there for you went down there for a party, didn't you give it? I did for his retirement. Yeah, that's yeah, right. They push that. everything out. They may or may not have hit golf balls out of the back of it once when Jeez. they were overseas. Huh. Sounds well. like not. So Yeah, I don't so that's good. Well, I'm happy that she saw it. Me too. And I'm happy that we were able to get to the back. The thing that was hard for me to understand is how that could be possibly confused with a, a passenger commercial plane. airline. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I, I love her. I, that's a tough one. <laughs> and the best part is in our neighborhood, there isn't like. I was just going to say, you're not in the flight plane. I'm no. guessing not and she much says at all. It's rare that there would be a plane there. And no, we are never in the flight path. And there's not great service, so I was getting, like, every word, and it was, like, this panic that this plane's going down with half of the plane falling off, and I'm like, and then finally we, we got Quite it, a harrowing situation had it been true. Yeah, would have been really Wild harrowing. and crazy day on the Let's east see, side. you said 10-15? Let's yeah, see. It was I around 10-15 it was supposed to happen. Oh, yeah, she called me first at 10-24. Yep. Yeah. Right on it. Nailed it. Um, wow. Yeah, that is that is spectacular. I thought when you started to go um, – um, uh, when when you started going on the plane ride, I thought, my God, is Nana on a flight somewhere? No, stuck. Um, Thank by you. the way, speaking of that, the this this kid is going to be a top three pick in the NHL draft out of Sweden. This kid, Leo Carlson. Yeah. Um, he he could not get to uh, the draft in Nashville because they got him from Sweden to Newark, and Newark said we we did the best we could, kid. Number three pick in the draft. Him and his family, all their family from Sweden, hopped in a minivan, drove to Nashville. That's where we're at with air travel. It's on brand. And I saw the United CEO was blaming the FAA today. Like, they're already, like, on. Because ground Because it's just a disaster. See, this worries me. We're playing the blame game, and we have not hit the holiday weekend yet. Oh, no. We're already. We are already playing the blame game. Now, I talked to my wife about that because she has flown on many a 4th of July. I think I'm fine on the 4th, too. On the 4th of July, you should be great. Barring no weather. I think I'm going to be fine. I've flown on Christmas before, like day. That's worked okay. Yeah. Um, So, I think, like, most people want to get to the place on the 4th. Ohio State Bowl game, I'm assuming. I did have to do that once. That was fun. Sucks. Look, before kids, though. It was before. Four yeah. kids, so like it wasn't so bad, but I flew that afternoon. All right, I have a yarn I want to spin for you boys. Oh gosh, I like yarn. Um, Let me get relaxed again. All right, there. Have you ever? Have either of you ever been to a a big money fishing tournament? No, never seen one. Never been around one. So these happen in the Gulf a lot. Yeah. I know that somebody got in trouble for wading their fish. Here. That happened up here. Here. That happened up here. here. That yeah. was either a walleye or a perch thing. Yeah, they where were... they were putting lead. That's yeah. I think the guys end up in jail. Dastardly. I think they have to spend like a month in jail or something, and then they're they have massive fines that they're paying out. All right. So this is this happened a couple of days ago. I read this when I was stuck in an airport. Sixty fifth annual Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament in Moorhead City, North Carolina. The crew of the boat, the Sensation, within the last hour of the deadline for hooks to be out of water. Okay. Hooked a monster blue marlin. Okay. Okay. Monster. Um, it took them more than six hours to reel this thing in. The reason I asked if you've ever been to a big, big trophy fishing tournament, I have in Destin, and it's a scene, man. So it's a huge party, 
And if somebody catches a big one, it like starts to get through the crowd. Like there's hundreds, sometimes thousands of people waiting for the boats to come in. And then they go nuts when they weigh the fish because there's a decent amount of money typically at stake in, in a lot of these things. So these guys reel in this bugger, takes them six hours there. They, they hook him before the deadline goes to where hooks got to be out of water. They get him on. So it's like the, the 90th minute. 90th minute. And, and having been golf fishing and, and fishing in the Atlantic, deep sea fishing stuff, like you get a big fish, you could be out there for a while. This is a it, really big fish. This is this, uh, this yeah. huge. These, these huge. take time yeah. to get in. All right. So it took these guys six hours. So they get back to Moorhead City, North Carolina, the sixth, fifth annual Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament. And we're going to weigh this sucker. And it's a, it's a blue marlin. It's a big boy, right? So they get him up there. They weigh him. He weighs 619 pounds. Ooh, that's some good money. Okay. So that's – well, as you say that, Gibby, what's your guess on the good money on a 619-pound blue I marlin? I mean, are, are, you, are you serving that up? If you're serving that up, that could be like 19 bucks a pound. I think you're probably serving it up. I think you're probably taxiderming it. Yeah. I think it's all of those things. I think all of those things are in play. Get it up there, they weigh it. It is the biggest fish brought in. They've won the tournament. In fact, it's the biggest by a pretty wide margin. Second place is 400 and some, uh, 400 and some pounds uh, by a fishing boat uh, called Sushi. All right, so they've they've won this thing. They've won it. Um, so then one of the guys says, "Okay, guys, let's talk about the rules for a second. It appears, it would appear." that this fish has been bitten by a shark. Which would then make it easier for you to rule it in, reel it in. Now, in a moment, I will show you a picture of this, but I can tell the audience that the chunk taken out of the back of this 619-pound blue marlin is what I would say is the size of a fist. Okay. Near the back of the tail. It took him six hours, you said. Correct. 600 now, pounds. Now, the reason that this is a rule is apparently, as I've done further research on this, if a, a lot of, sometimes what will happen is they, someone will catch a big one and then they'll have a boat go like run into the fish to make it easier to reel it in, take a little juice out of the fish. Um, I don't believe that was the case here, but rules are rules. Okay. So they rule initially disqualified. What? You're out. Oh, boy. Because we can't have fish that are half-eaten. It's not half-eaten. Oh, no, it's not, but we have no room for no gray area. This is black or white. Either it was or it wasn't. And I'll show you a picture, and it was. There's no There's no doubt. It's about this big. The guys go, we sure about this? Can we get an appeal on this? Right? Really? This is a 610, 619-pound blue marlin. So next morning, Right away in the morning, event organizers know, DQ'd, guys with 400-pound fish win it, you don't. Now, the prize for reeling in a fish of over 500 pounds at this tournament, $739,000. So they didn't want to pay that out. $739,000. The prize, which they would have won, Yes. The prize for winning the competition, $2.77 million. These guys lost out on 
million dollars. Okay, when do you tell now, me the part that it gets made right? Because I've, I've oh, it hasn't been. What? Not made right. Two point seven goes to the guys who got second place with the four hundred pound fish. The seven hundred forty thousand goes ahead to next year. If somebody catches over five hundred pound fish next year, they win one point four. What? There was no restitution. The captain, Greg McCoy, had this to say. It's the final hour of the final day. We fought with him for six hours. It's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, you don't say. That's it? That's I, a $3.5 million. Dollar. The, the one that ended up winning was a 484-pound uh, was the one that ended up winning. No restitution. The winner next year, should there be a 500-pounder, and the winner of the tournament would be, win close to $4 million bucks. Now, I'm dumbfounded by this. Yeah. Shouldn't there just be a little common sense on this thing? I would say. Now, let me just. Well, by the way, you're also losing whatever weight was taken out of it. And in this case, we're talking about, it sounds like. Correct. Not much. All right. I can't believe. I mean. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be as calm and collected as that. Well, a yeah, bitter pill to swallow. I'd be like, yeah, this is right. I've been robbed of $3 million that I deserve. All right. That's, I imagine, for a fisherman, life-changing money. Am I wrong about I, that? I think these guys do quite well. Okay. Um, what's the Marlin when you said to eat? What's it, sold, the, what's it the, sold to eat? It's a it can. This teeny, that right there? Yeah, what, that's and it. Maybe something no, that's, there? No, that's the hanging, this bit right here. That's nothing. Uh-huh. At most, 10 pounds? At most. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Isn't that something? How did you even come across that? Was it a big Stuck scandal? Stuck at an airport. Read it in the Washington Post. Either Friday or so Friday or, third, or Saturday, one of the two. How much does a Marlin sell for? This yeah. is from 2021. Yep. According to a CNBC report, the Marlin fish is worth about – $31,000 per pound. What? No, that's got to be a specific marlin because you can order marlin at a – that doesn't make sense. That's got to be like some rare like Pacific marlin. There's no way. Because you can order marlin at fish restaurants and it's not – I don't – Isn't marlin always like listed as like mahi-mahi? Can you actually order marlin? I think mahi-mahi is dolphin, isn't it? Can be dolphin. I don't know. what. Is, I've never seen – I don't think I've ever seen marlin. Good question. I can't imagine it be thirty-seven thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars a pound. Working through this. Yeah. Either way, high mercury, other toxins, raw or cooked. Uh, great delicacy, many health benefits, but you should be consuming moderation due to high mercury, other toxins. Similar to swordfish in terms of look, but they don't taste the same. Taste much more like tuna, though a little stronger in flavor. Blue marlin are not on nearly as many restaurant menus as swordfish and tuna. I mean, there's no way because it would be, otherwise you're talking about it would be thirty thousand dollars to get a it, when it is on our menu to order it. Right. So I, I don't that don't, doesn't seem that adds up. But either way, a raw deal. Yeah. That's wild. I I, I don't know how how do you go on. Well, you never you may that you never have that experience again. Right. What I'm curious about is like, did they think? I'm, were they aware of the rules? 
But how can you combat that? What you can't. You, you can't. You don't know until you have it in the boat. You can't. But even so, like let's like common sense prevail. It didn't. They no. still battled. It's not like they reeled. If somebody reeled in a 619-pound Marlin, which I believe is what you said. Yep, 619. And they did that in, and I don't even know, if, so I'm going to talk like an ignoramus here, but let's say that happened in under an hour. Yeah. Well, then something crazy happened. Yeah, it's missing half of its operation. But this was yeah. six, like this fish was yeah. fully capable of fighting the good fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Seems crazy. Shouldn't there be a time factor in it? Like you can't reel this in. For every 100 pounds, it has to be at least an hour. I don't even know if that's I, a reasonable way to go about it, but it feels like six hours, 600 pounds makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and I would say the other thing, it does, and I would also say, you know, just from the standpoint of, it feels to me like anything that it would be on a hook for that long. It's going to get nibbled other on Other predators something. would get, would get, at, get near it. There's going to be some blood that's going to get in the water. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you, have you watched, uh, what's the show uh, on Sunday nights on National Geographic? Where they uh, they go after the uh, planet Earth? No, no, no. Like it's the fishing. Like uh, I haven't seen that. Blue tuna, or oh, is that what the bluefin tuna? Is that what they're going they're after? Going for those guys? Yeah, yeah, but like I I've seen episodes where they literally have the thing about in the boat, and a shark just comes out of nowhere and snakes it. Yeah, and apparently the other kind of spinoff of this is apparently there's all sorts of sharks off the coast of the Carolinas uh, this year, like more than they're used to seeing. Um, that off the course of no- coast of both North and South Carolina, they're everywhere. Wicked Tuna. Wicked That's the tuna. name of the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a great show, but like. Yeah. Yeah. By Pretty the way, brutal. Fishing not for everybody. Let me just say that. And and be careful. Don't put your hands in the water. Also bad idea. If a shark's about, don't try to pick it up. Have you guys seen that video of the guy down in Florida? Yeah. I showed it to my kids last night. Never seen somebody so calm being like, gosh darn it, lost my pinky. After that shark just took his pinky took up. And he was just like. <laughs> yep. Just lost my pinky. He's angry about it. But, but he was it. pretty He's, matter of fact. It was just kind of, ah, I lost my pinky. Well, if you're going to lose a digit. I don't know. I think you want a pinky. Like, I was trying to, like, imagine well, my life without my pinky. Couldn't play golf. You can play golf. Your pinky's key in, oh, in the gri- boy, golf yeah. grip. You didn't have a left pinky? Forget it. Yeah. Your right pinky is in the overlap. Bobby Hart's missing the top of the pinky. I'm sure he'll weigh in on it. it, it You'd I have mean, to go baseball grip, wouldn't you? With the golf. I don't know. <clears throat> If you didn't have the, if you didn't have your right pinky as a right-handed golfer, you don't have that. Oh, you, yeah, you'd have to just kind that of do an Bobby overlap. Carts golf game. That's right. But if your left pinky, right. like that, the club is in your left. Your left pinky is quite important to your. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Pinky toe would be much. I can get a pinky toe in an hour. My pinky toe. My pinky toe. I don't know if you guys have probably seen me in flip flops at some point. My pinky toe does not. Sh- if I'm wearing slides. Yeah. I look like a four-toed man. It just stays. My in. pinky toe. Is it's like my foot would be like this. It is this much shorter than it's oh really? Close. It doesn't even exist. And apparently, what? it's hereditary. Well, who, whoever looks it hasn't caused any problems. Yeah, you've been fine. So you and Pedro aren't getting pinky toe rings. I don't know. His I think is a, his is a little bigger, but that's what he claims is some. Like he claims that our pinky toes are missing a knuckle or something. I don't know what he's what he's talking about. But it it does look very odd. Like my pinky toe like looks. If I'm wearing slides, <laughs> this is what you see. You don't even see this. Like. You don't see, yeah. you see four, and I my thumb's like a finger. My thumb is long. Yeah. Or my big toe, I should call yeah. it. My thumb toe. My pinky toe, not there. Doesn't need to be. Who needs it? You don't need it. The things that's, you Overrated. Know. Yeah. Don't need it. By that's the way. No problem at all. By the way, uh, Gibe, Nana, wants you to know. She said, please let Gibe know. I love him. I don't want him to think that I was after him. Do you buy Nana. that? 
I'm totally fine. Uh, yeah, I'm sure your son probably put you up to it anyways. No, she she came in today after this harrowing airplane experience and said, hey, Gibbe said no stream. Does that mean you get to work from home on Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday and Thursday. I said, oh, she just wanted to spend more time with her boy. I said, you know what, Nana? I don't know. I don't know. But I, no, I'm picking up the logic. For 10 days starting Friday. The logic makes a lot of sense. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm just trying to heal the environment. That's all anybody wants. Yeah, you and I, when we're out there in our big polluters, if we didn't have to do that drive, pff, I think true. everybody's breathing fresh air. That's in your big true. polluters. Yeah. The um, yeah. Sure. Okay. They're trying to. You see that with the cold pizza? Oh baby, that's, that's the big new panic. We get to get rid of cold pizza in New York. I don't think that's going to last. Not in Ohio. Come no, on, we're fine. Come right on yep. in. Bring those old ovens here, baby. Bring them in. Absolutely. I don't know if I've ever had a coal fire pizza. Really? Does For anybody sure. around here oh. make one? Uh, on the west side. Of course. What, uh, I would imagine uh, that Il Rione I was gonna has say. to be coal-fired. Feels like it. Looks just like a New York pizzeria to me. Would Hold make on. sense. Because there's wood-fired brook. Uh, you know, brick. Yeah, wood-fire is like the popular. Yeah, and there's there's brick. And then, but like New York still has some coal-fired pizzas. I don't know if we have any around here that still fire them that way. Um, I'm sure someone will let me know. If, if indeed that is the case. Um, all right, coming up next, we will go around the league. It does feel like we have some clarity on um, the um, – why, why am I blanking? Hard Two, knocks. Hard knocks. Yeah, we got some clarity on How that. How did I know? You knew I was going there. I didn't you know. know you were going there, but I just – dude, it's a good job out of you. Yeah. See, I, I, bet, don't, I don't know if that happens if we're in different – Let's find out. We could test it. Let's test, test it, it tomorrow. Yeah. We're off and running. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the man who birthed this show from his loins, Uncle Vic, will join. As well. The Taurus? Let's the, go. The, you and I had a conversation at 1258. Yeah, I'm not it sure was. what we he was it. doing. We had it. But Uncle yeah. Vic's joining it, too. We're doing yeah. the bills. I was getting ready. You you were getting ready for nothing. You for had the a, plane you story. You had a great nothing. meal, though, that you were yeah, – that, that looked good. That looked good. Yeah, my, that was my uh, – it's not really a true premier, but it's basically – I like it more than. It, it didn't seem as creamy or cheesy. No, it seemed no. Like there was, I like that. I thought White wine, a little chicken broth, shallot. About yeah. 12 cloves of garlic. I like it. I feel and then like that some was shrimp. A good, asparagus. I made a wonderful gazpacho. Oh, baby. Yesterday that I enjoyed Boy, a great deal. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, we're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet, sports branding part of your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. by popular demand from your favorite four-legged companion. Year yes. two, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the fan club for the pups. View membership options and join today at BarkingBackers.com. Some issues around the league. 
the the matchup in Germany between the Chiefs and the Dolphins went on sale yesterday at noon local time. Within two minutes, uh, the queue had sold 1.4 had 1.4 million people in it. By 12:15, tickets were sold out. Uh, the Germans love the football. They love it. They loved it in the World Cup. Yep. Or in uh, the World League of American Football when that was a thing. And um, that that it's just I don't know if it ever could be some place where you could make it work. Like to actually it, have an NFL Will it team. be more popular ultimately than London? <laughs> well, those are the two. I think the problem is, is they don't have anywhere else. Well, Hoff went work. over there and was a, a well, conquering hero. He's gone back. And he's gone back. Do yeah. we ever get clarity? Is he a coach? Not a he coach? He is. He's going to go and like coach for like a couple <laughs> days. I was going to say, he's, he's, he's not. He's going to do a little clinic with all yes, of his, all of his young children. He's yes. going to spend a whole off season like uh, coaching. He's been um, speaking officially. He's been thriving with his kids. They've been catching stuff all over. Yeah, he's 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 the Hoff. He's the Hoff. It's, it's the summer of Hoff. It is the summer off, and he deserves it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I suppose if you did like if you tried to get to four teams in Europe, Oof. would you do two German and two England? Probably. Like Munich and. I think you could get a Munich, I'd like to Berlin, see. Munich, Dortmund, and then. I'd love to see a team in like Barcelona. I don't think they could. You don't think care. they care? I'll tell you. I'm not sure anybody there has a very good business acumen because that Barcelona, the soccer team, is bankrupt. And they are the top they were three the program. Top, yeah. That's a top three soccer franchise in the history of the sport. Yeah. And they are they ran it into the ground with bad deals. So I don't I don't I'm know. A PSG man myself, thank you very much. It's easy to like. It's easy to like. You got all that <laughs> the, the desert money. Just trying to score, they'll, baby. They'll, they'll throw they they can throw a lot of money you at those things. Got a new guy, man. the dragon, who's really it's amazing the they got him in the transfer window. Got him for nothing. Yeah, he just kind of poofed, emerged. Yeah. All from Croatia FC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, some other TV news. I don't understand. There's a couple things that are still. So Tiki Barber is going to get a full slate of NFL games as an analyst for CBS this season. Oh, that's great. Well, it's not. But here's the. This is my theory. If you just work in New York long enough, yep, people will give you bites at the apple yep. because you're there. It's easy, right? The people running CBS I are guess. there. Dude, he was given the Today Show. Yeah. yeah I just – I've never – And bombed. It's okay. He's not great. He bombed. No. Oh, don't you remember that? He retired <clears throat> early from the Giants because, yeah. like, they put him on the Today oh, yeah, Show. Yeah, 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 And it was a disaster. He worked for NBC, did the Today Show, and then he did, like, the Olympic stuff. Didn't they pull him, like, in the middle of the Olympics? Yes. I think they pulled him in the middle of it. It was so bad that they're like, just go away. I just feel like – Had him at the Kentucky Derby. You don't remember all that stuff? Oh, Oh, no, I do. Awful. I do feel like there has to be a a pool of people who could be doing games that are not necessarily just like, just, okay, so you played, so then you're automatically a good analyst. And you played in New York in particular, even better. Right. I think that you need, I mean, in term, it's funny because we've never really had that. The, The times where they've tried to have somebody who isn't that at the national level, it's usually for comedic. Like people, people forget Dennis Miller was on Monday Night Football. Tony Kornheiser was on Monday Night Football yep. uh, with Jaworski and, and Tirico. Um, so, but, I mean, so that that's kind of the only example of it. Now, at times, Frank Gifford was play-by-play and Cosell was color. Like that in the original Monday Night Football, booth, sure. there was some of that. Um but in terms of not play, not coach, there just aren't many and, and that's why the NFL's got these broadcast boot camps that go on in the summer yeah. and in the offseason because like, networks are trying to find talent. It feels like they're not turning – it's not working. Not at the level. But I don't uh, – here's the other thing. Outside of, like, the AA teams, it doesn't really matter. 
Nobody cares. I think it, like, matters. I it matters. I'm going to go I back think. to what I said before, and I, I really like believe this is the evolution of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is and there's no reason why they can't do it. But let's say our opening game is Browns Bengals. There should be a Browns announced team who announces all of their games on TV in yeah. this market. There should be a Bengals announced team who announces all their games in their market. And then if they want for like a big national game, you want to bring in Nance and Romo. They announce for the whole rest of the country. Everybody here has the option to pick them up. Yeah. But otherwise, then there's no need to have the – and this is not a knock on them at all, but there's no yeah. need to have the, like, Spiroditas, Adam Archuleta teams, even though I think they do fi- – they're fine at, at right. their craft. But, like, they don't know how to pronounce the guys on the team's names. It's too no. – it's too – you're asking them to provide a level of insight into the teams that can't possibly exist off of a one-hour – meeting with the coaches and two players. Well, and the other thing that happened is is now the audience is smarter than it's ever been. Right. So, th- <laughs> so that they gets know. exposed. Yeah. In old days, it wasn't exposed because we weren't following teams the way that we do now. Correct. All the information wasn't made available to us the way that it is. But, I mean, I, would, I don't know, understand why that isn't like that should be the thing, period. I'm sure it'll come. I think it'll come at some point. It's, so who's going to pay for it is usually the hiccup on something like that. Do the individual teams pay for their own broadcast people? Uh, on television because obviously the timing is different and the approach is different. You don't call a game on the television the way they call a game on the radio. Well, certainly not. It would be So it's a very different TV approach to it. So you would almost have to have a separate crew yes. that calls radio and a crew that calls TV. You'd have to have two separate ones. And then is that on the individual teams to pay for? Is that on the networks to pay for? So that's, that's where that would come down to. Mike. I do think your point is on, and I think it would make a lot of sense. I think, it, I think fans would like it. It's basically sure. like the way that you can do, like the way they do a manicast. You just have it wouldn't have to even be. It could be a real broadcast. It doesn't even have to be a manicast. Now, it could yeah. uh, if you want to have it that style. Each team could also have their own style and figure out what works for them. But you know, like for the Colts, how awesome would it be if they had you know either McAfee or Peyton calling all of their games if they were so inclined to do yeah. it? You know, and I think that there is at least enough of a stable where you'd have people in every organization that would be qualified where you go through, you know, to figure out how to sure. get it done. I don't know. It seems like it'd be – it seems like a no-brainer. I don't. I yeah, can't like, tell you how many times I get complaints from people who are like, we get turn the TV off, we listen to the radio, and obviously the gym's so great, so of course they yeah. want to listen to the gym. But that it's just annoying. They don't know anything about our team. They don't know how to pronounce guys' names. Well, no, they know nothing it, about how guys are playing or it, why it they're the roles that, they're in. And, it leads to all of that, like, perceived – the announcing team doesn't like me, which I promise you – 99.9% of the time is perceived and not real because they don't – Let me tell announcers you. Announcers don't – they don't come in with an agenda. No. Like, come on. Especially well, no, but, guys calling but you games. But you can tell who's prepped and who hasn't prepped. Well, that's yes. fine. That's different. And that's I can fine. tell you doing what I do for radio, and I the Browns are on one side of my sheet every single time, Yeah, and I know them very well, it still requires an unbelievable amount of preparation to get familiar with the other team. Yeah. I get the benefit of seeing – Three of those other teams twice. Yeah, watching the tape, watching the prior games, writing down all the notes the announcers did, getting totally familiar with them. They have to do that with two new teams every week, and then it's your point. They're talking to a group of people who are more familiar with those teams than they are. It just puts them in a bad spot. And it doesn't create a great product. No, it doesn't. A couple other things: Jason McCourty going to do some color commentary for CBS for select games, Good. and Greg Gumbel, who will no longer be calling NFL games this season for the past twenty-five years. I feel like he should have got kind of a send-off of some sort. He's he got a new deal with CBS. He's doing the so he was the original inside the NFL or the yeah. NFL on CBS like studio guy. Yes. No, Nance. No, no, no. It was Nance first, 
then Nance and him swapped. He was the number one play-by-play guy. Then Nance and him swapped. He went to studio. Nance went to calling games. And then they got JB and put him back on JB from Fox, and then he got he went back to uh, calling games. I think Greg Gumbel is a lot older than, than you might think. He's mid-70s, I think. I had no idea when I saw that. Greg Gumbel, 76 years old. Yeah, he's yeah. Like close to Al Michaels, right? He, Al Michaels is the only only announcer older for, in yeah. the NFL. Hey, but, 70 so Bryant's got to be like almost 80. Bryant Gumbel? I would think. Because he's the older one. Yeah. Like still crushing real, real sports. sports. And it looks like he's the same as he did 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> almost can't tell it True. at all. By the way, yep. uh, for tomorrow or Thursday's uh, WFH shows, Uh, Thank you, because the people need to know that. I found a great thread on impossible to believe but true NFL stats that we can go through oh, that's a bunch fun. of those and, and have some fun with them. Some Re- of them are incredible. Real quick, a uh, little bit of breaking news in the entertainment world. Ryan Seacrest has been tabbed to replace Pat Sajak on Wheel See, of the Fortune. only guy available to do anything on the entertainment world. Okay, you said it. I think it's fair. I love that take. Why do you think he gets called to do all of it? Is it that he is likable but also forgettable and so he's kind of just likable non-threatening good energy that's it's that simple i don't know if he's He's gotten every game i don't know about the threatening thing because like he was pretty territorial when he worked at kiss well but in terms of like being no i'm for sure but i mean just like from a the perception is you haven't heard him getting in any big fights or any big so he's got he got like the dick clark job yep he got um, well, obviously he had Idol, and now he's – this is the best job in entertainment. It's the best job in entertainment. People still watching the Wheel of Fortune? Yes. For sure. And you make yes. like $13 million a year. It's the same thing with Jeopardy, man. four days a month. It's awesome. I'd like that job. He didn't even need to do the rest of it. Nope. <clears throat> no. Four days a month, knock it out, that's it. It's unbelievable. It's easier than Jeopardy because you don't have to do all the pronunciation. Yeah. Crushed it. Crushed it. All right. Uh, Jenner Tecansic is uh, going to join us coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule is here. Get your single-game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Time to head out on that Twisted Tea hotline. Brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea. Official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Our good friend, Jenner Tukancic, joining us. Of course, the Vice President of Community Relations joining us here on the program on what is a very big day, our Summer Blitz event. Jenner, thank you so much for taking the time. How's it going over there? Everything is going great over here. Um, we have a lot of volunteers and getting a lot of work done. Jenner, how nice is it just to get everybody together with the renovations going on at the Cross Country Mortgage Bill to get 70-plus Browns employees together for the first time in a long time? has to be pretty nice, right? It is so nice. We have everyone, um, for those of you who can't picture this, just across the street from Cross Country Mortgage Campus, our whole entire parking lot is filled with staff, volunteers who are building and assembling things and and doing some really great creative projects as part of our sixth annual Summer Blitz, um, just to really design to give back to the community. 
And that's, you know, it ties all three core areas of Browns give back, education, youth football, and social justice. What are some of the things that are being assembled or, or put together over there at the Blitz today? Well, right now, as we are speaking, I see many volunteers lifting several benches that will be lining a football field we recently installed at Lou Groza Field here in Berea, Ohio. Um, that initiative, um, the benches are to support um, our field project initiative, whereas uh, the 14th field was dedicated earlier this summer, um, which is provided by the Cleveland Browns. And we're really thrilled to be able to do that for the local community. And we've had great partners come on board for that project. But really, um, you know, as we talk about the pillars of what we're looking to do in the community, it's education, youth football, and social justice. So not only do we have these benches here, but we're also assembling some bicycles because as we talk about education, you know, these bicycles are going to be used as incentives in the classrooms. They're going to be used to help make sure that kids can get to school um, safely and on time. So there's just really some creative different things that we have the volunteers involved with. Jenner, when you think about, um, you know, when the Haslam's get to get the team and, and you guys have been a part of it and you think about um, trying to decide how you're going to use this, this incredibly powerful, beloved brand um, and, and do good. Um, how do you do, how do you decide on these three pillars? Uh, what type of thought went into that? Um, and then as someone who's been there, you know, from the ground up, how do, how satisfying is it to see a day like today that hits on all three? You know, when we think of the way that we give back in the community, I'm just really, really proud to be part of this organization. It starts from the top, as you mentioned, with our owners, Dee and Jimmy, um, JW and Whitney, and they have a vision for giving back. And it's actually company-wide where we encourage all staff to get 10 hours of community service at least a year, one time, you know, throughout the year, get 10 hours of community service. And for some people, you know, um, it, they're not sure what to do because there's so many nonprofits in the local area, so many ways to give back in your local community. And our position is, you know what, just give back and do something. But when we give back as the organization, you hit the nail on the head. It's through these three focused areas. And that's because we do a, you know, a, a really large scale assessment um, of what's going on in our local community. And if we can give back, where can we have the most impact? And when we, when we go through that whole assessment and the strategy and the thinking behind it, you know, it's really obvious that education, we want kids to succeed, right? We want them to go to school. We want them to stay in the game. We want them to succeed through education, youth and high school football. We want, we love, we're here because we're a football team. So of course we're going to give back and support the growth and participation of youth um, football in our local community. You know, flag football is so important. It's about to become an Olympic sport by 2028. So we're doing everything we can to make sure, you know, that kids get the opportunity to play if they want to play. And then when it comes to social justice, there's, you know, economic development and community and police relations are so important and vital to the strength of the community. And and we're starting in the heart of Cleveland and and branching our way out. And we're really proud of the work that's going on, not only today with everyone lending a hand, but what we do throughout the entire year as an organization. And, you know, our players, our staff, our coaches, everyone gives back. And it's just really wonderful to be part of an organization that has that mindset. You know, you mentioned the – the the 70 you know the 70 employees that are giving back you mentioned the you know really wanting uh the people in the organization with with those 10 hours of of that but the one thing that i've noticed just uh the limited stuff i've been around whether it's the golf outing or the food bank or this is there is a tremendous buy-in from from our people to to do this there's a great enthusiasm for it and you it's interesting it's kind of like the some of the few instances where everybody's kind of all at the same place you know at some of these you kind of yeah, from, yeah. you know from ownership <laughs> to players to yeah i mean heck gibby's at some of this stuff give it 
Yeah, it's it is so it's it's wonderful. It's really great. The spirit, the passion for for the whole organization, you know, to build a consistently winning football team, to support our fans, and to give back to the community. And the irony today is that you know it's called our summer blitz. It's the sixth annual, but when you look outside, it seems like a fall football day. It's raining. <laughs> it's windy. There's nothing summery about it, but. I can tell you what, every volunteer that's come out from um, the building, we had Glenn Cook out here earlier today. Actually, some of our, you know, Anthony Walker came by, stopped by. We had some alumni that were on site. It's, you know, it's just not about the staff. It's the entire organization that, when given the opportunity, they're looking um, to help and lend a hand, and today's just a testament to that. One of the things I see you guys are doing is part of the helmets program. You're helping to stripe and decal blank helmets to be donated to youth high school football teams for the 2023-2024 season. First of all, that's awesome. That sounds like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. But I would imagine there's got to be a pretty strict quality control going on with this. I feel like that is a, <laughs> that's one of the more challenging programs because these helmets all have to yes. look the same. Yes, that's that's definitely not one of the, the projects I'm signing up to help out with. But, yes, it's very meticulous. We have somebody that's helping lead the charge to make sure that these decals are placed on these helmets appropriately because these helmets are going to be worn by kids that are participating in our Rookie Tackle program, which is another program that the Browns are tremendously proud of. Um, it's part of the football development model, and it was designed here um, in partnership with USA Football to provide the bridge between flag football and 11-man tackle. So if you have a child that wants to play tackle football and, you know, is looking to learn the ropes and develop their skills, Rookie Tackle is the program for them. And, you know, the helmets that we're decaling today are going to go to some of those athletes that are part of our Rookie Tackle program. Well, that is spectacular. Jenner, thank you so much, as always, for taking the time uh, to join us uh, on Summer Blitz. It's a big day, obviously, for the entire organization, all-day volunteer project. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, she is. She's an all-timer. All right, speaking of all-timers, the great Vic Carucci will join us coming up next. The notorious one. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We'll get to our off-season tour with a visit with Vic Carucci coming up here momentarily. Uh, in between, I just got a text from my dad showing a pickup truck with a bunch of hay on it and saying, you know, I could use you know, some help 
you know, one of the, you know, well, I'll save a pitchfork for the boys. And I'm like, good luck. Good they, luck with all that. They want to, like, they like they're going to go out there, there and work and, and pitchfork some hay. And I, I'm thinking to myself, like, I always used to say this to him when it came to the horses, like, why, like, you know, you got to come do something. It's your hobby. You're the one training them, man. Like, I don't see anything from it. Why am I helping? What's my opera? That was always my I, argument. I don't know if that's the right, like, probably wasn't the, the right tone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, I always you're felt the like, child. Like, when I went and did, like, harvest or roundups and that type of stuff, like, okay, that I get. But, like, the hay for his uh, horses, horses he trains. Was this different little thing. Yeah. No, Never. No, ah. Let's go. We'll get back to this. That's right. That's exactly right. He is the godfather of Cleveland Browns Daily. The show was birthed from his loins. He's yes. the great Vic Carucci. <laughs> Joining us on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice, the official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it Twisted Cleveland. Vic, so great to hear your voice. How you doing, buddy? I am great. Every time I hear birth from loins, uh, it, it, I feel sore. But I'm okay. I mean, I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely fantastic. So, Vic, we're going through uh, – we're hitting all the teams kind of this off season as we continue uh, going through them, and we just kind of get a broad picture of where an organization is. Um, you had an interesting mini camp um, over there last week yeah. with the Stefan Diggs information and, and the way that all that is handled. How do you – how did you view that and the way that that was handled by the organization, by Sean McDermott, by Diggs, and, and where are you now with what happened last week? Yeah, all right. So I'll actually start at the end and say that I think it was leaned toward being much ado about nothing, uh, frankly. I know a lot's been said about his ill feelings or whatever, uh, and that this was more of a, you know, just a, a very, I mean, an upset guy who wanted to uh, vent after, of course, missing. Uh, all of the voluntary workouts beforehand, although that is exactly what he did last year, and he showed up for the mandatory uh, last year to avoid being fined. But uh, to the to the question of like how what, how I saw it, I mean, like so many others, it it was bizarre to begin with because the day that Sean was addressing the media and saying, you know, he's not here, and I'm very concerned. Words to that effect. There was no other context. I knew for a fact, just because I know people in the building, that he had been there the day before for his pre-mini-camp medical testing, along with the other players. So he was there. Um, The fact that he wasn't there Tuesday uh, needed more clarification, (laughs) for sure, and and eventually we got that, that he was there uh, Monday for the testing. That was confirmed then, and, and after I reported that along with uh, uh, Adam Bedini, sports director of uh, WGRZ Channel 2, where, where I contribute. Uh, we, had, we had tweeted that out, and then, and then the team was kind of forced to address that a little bit, a lot. Uh, okay, what's, what's up with, you know, Tuesday, him not being on the practice field? And that's where it got a little funky. You know, somewhere along the line, something led to his either exiting the building on his own volition, or John said, you know, kind of cool off because he, he expressed 
some level of displeasure about something. I can't tell you exactly what that is. It's been reported that it was, you know, about the offense and about not having enough voice uh, it, or, or not being heard his voice on what needs to be fixed with an offense that kind of went off the rails uh, after about nine games last year. Uh, certainly didn't play the same and, and then eventually uh, contributed to their being bounced in the postseason. But um, I, I don't know if, if it was exactly all that. And, I, and I'd be lying if I told you I knew what really was bothering him. He is one of the most targeted receivers in the league, not just on the Bills. He was the most targeted player in the game in which he caught four passes, the Bengals' uh, playoff loss I'm talking about. Um, but it, but obviously things were discombobulated. They they were not they were not protecting Josh Allen well. They were not rushing Joe Burrow enough. You saw that game. There there were a lot of things yep. that contributed to a game. And and ten ten points for the Bills is just not a normal offensive display. But all that said, you had four months to figure out what was bothering Diggs and vice versa. Even if he's not showing up for voluntary workouts. The last I checked, guys, you know, we, you can communicate with people over the course, teammates and members of your organization. They communicated enough for him to redo, to, to, to get a restructured deal to help the yep. cap uh, situation kick the can down the road, as they did with Josh, as they did with Von Miller. Uh, so um, I, I think where we are right now is he'll be there at training camp. He'll play. And if the Bills are going to be successful, Stefan Diggs is going to have something to do with it. I love that we get Vic on because there's the truth, and then as my son Bryce likes to say, there's the real truth. The real truth, yep. And we were able to get the real <laughs> truth on what happened with Stephon Diggs there from the great, notorious VIC. All right, Vic, obviously that was one storyline. The Another storyline, DeMar Hamlin, The obviously the terrifying situation we saw unfold on Monday night against the Bengals, and now he was back at that minicamp. What's it been like kind of covering him? What can you tell us about where he is and, and how, you know, he's doing? Yeah, I'll tell you, Nathan, in my many years of doing this, never a situation or a story quite like that. And I know many others have, have kind of uttered the same thing, but it, just in terms of that storyline, and, and I don't think it's an overstatement, even though I, I want to stop short of calling it a reason slash excuse for – some of the things that didn't go so well for this team in the postseason, um, including a game they won against Miami, where they just, again, didn't look like the Bills. But they were, they were a team deeply emotionally affected by, by this, by, by watching a player literally die yeah. in front of them, hard stop, and, and trying to rebound from that. And, and I think I'm, I'm not overstating it when I say Cleveland and – Los Angeles and Chicago and just name a place, name a spot in the world where somebody wasn't affected by, by this, uh, by, by what happened. And in, in the most positive part of it, and again, why I consider this unprecedented, look what it's done for the awareness of CPR training, of AEDs being available, especially in, in high schools, uh, finding out that, that or at least I didn't know, that that was the leading heart stopping among high school athletes among the leading cause of, of tragedy with high school athletes and how schools in, in some areas in this country uh, lack them. Uh, hopefully the efforts that have been combined with the NFL, other major sports leagues, other people who just have 
have contributed big money to it, have, have seen to it that these schools are outfitted because that's what saved DeMar Hamlin. That's what would save any of us in a similar situation, ultimately. CPR is great, but it's the, it, that is the thing that it kind of, so to speak, a, a placeholder until you hope the first responder gets there soon enough or an AED gets attached. I went through the training. I'd never had it before, I, specifically because of DeMar. And the story with DeMar is he's cleared to come back to play. He took part in uh, training camp, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, mini camps, uh, voluntary and mandatory. Uh, he, so he was, he, to my knowledge, on field doing pretty much everything uh, that he's been cleared to do, which, again, uh, according to the Bills and Hamlin is, is everything. Uh, but it's it's you know off season workouts. It's it's right. what do they call it? They, they, you know un- shorts and t-shirts or underwear or Olympics or whatever. Sure. Uh, and 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 so he's uh, but but he but I think this is the coolest part, guys. He recognizes and, and he is a, a young man of deep faith. Uh, comes from from a family of deep faith. He recognizes that his calling now is bigger than football. That 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 he represents. A symbol. He's symbolic of of all that that I just discussed in terms of awareness and hopefully lives being saved because his was saved. Vic, you know, you go back a year ago at this time, and you know the Bills were the the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They yep. were the favorite in the AFC. Um, we get to present day, and we see, oh, Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets. Uh, Tua might be a little bit better than people thought when he's healthy with the Dolphins. They don't really lose much. Um, all of a sudden here in Cleveland, we've got Deshaun Watson on a full off season ready to go in a very busy off season. Burrow, another year ahead. Mahomes won another Super Bowl. Um, you have to think at some point the Chargers are going to get better. The Broncos are going to rebound with, with Wilson from what they had as they hired Sean Payton. What is the mood in Buffalo around that team? Is there is it is there tangible pressure of like, wow, we need to go win the Super Bowl right now? I know that the window is basically Allen's whole career, but like with this group, is there a feeling of we have got to go now with this group. Well, I I think that is the case, regardless of, of whether anyone wants to acknowledge or admit that in terms of this group, this window, this opportunity, uh, because it isn't gonna, it's only gonna get tighter. Uh, that window is is tighter than it was before last season, presumably, for all the reasons you just stated, uh, it, you know, and including, you know, where is this Bills team? Because I think it has some uh, some issues to resolve. Like, for instance, the, the, you know, can that offense play better? Has the offensive line gotten better? Two big changes at, at guard uh, there through the draft and free agency. Uh, middle linebacker after losing uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, the return of Micah Hyde to, to safety after missing almost all of last year after neck surgery. Uh, so, it, 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 what, and what does that look like? Uh, him being paired with Jordan Poyer. Um, Sean McDermott taking on defensive coordinator duties on top of just being a head coach. Now, that's a different, big-time change there. And schematic and signal-calling differences. And Ken Dorsey, year two as a coordinator. Uh, teams caught up with him. I don't think there's any doubt about it through the second half of last season and down the stretch and in the postseason. Does he... You know, how does he come back from that? However, here's, here's the only, the, the but <laughs> to uh, the questions of, uh, or, or the point of pressure. They just gave 
John, I say just, it, it actually happened early, much earlier than it was announced, but it was officially announced last Friday that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean got two-year extensions of contracts that had, had been running through 2025. So they are under contract through 27. That is big-time pressure relief. So yeah. if if everything we're saying, we're all in agreement that, you know, the window's getting tighter and they should do it. And if they don't do it, when are they going to do it? If, if, if there's another falling short this year. But uh, the head coach and the GM are going to be fine. They don't have to hoist the Lombardi Trophy uh, in February, guys, to to secure their jobs. Where there are those who I'm not saying that would have that was the case even minus extensions, but it, it felt like there was greater pressure on both of them, and there isn't. They've got now time to to if there is more fixing needed after this year, they got time to do it. When you look at this team, you look at the AFC, we often talk about it being an arms race and teams going out to try to get skill position talent to help their quarterbacks because you're just going to have to be able to score. What do you think of the moves the Bills made? And is Dalton Kincaid really going to try to be a much bigger version of what Cole Beasley was for Josh Allen, more so than a tight end? How do you kind of assess the weapons there, and are they ready to unleash James Cook? Yeah, it's really interesting um, that they went – that they did what they did with that first pick. I, I was surprised. I mean, I, I had him on my potential list of, of guys uh, that they could pick in the first round. But I really, if you ask me what, what, what I thought the chances were, I had it low uh, because I really thought their need was, was still more defensive help than, than, than that. Um, I love the second pick probably better than the first pick, not because I don't like Dalton Kincaid. I think he's a, talented player you know what he's all about and there's a lot to like about this utah former utah standout uh but but i think uh, osiris torrance the the florida offensive guard i think can step in and be this fixture this long-term fixture at guard uh and an upgrade at guard uh and possibly get, giving them two upgrades uh if, if connor mcgovern uh, who they had uh, signed from dallas as a free agent is, is over at the other guard spot probably left guard that said, what are they doing with McGovern? Yes, you stated it nicely. Uh, it, it's a big slot guy. He is he and, and attacking the middle of the field was something they severely lacked. That became a weakness in their offense after being mostly a strength when Beasley was playing and playing at yep. his best. Um, you're trying to make this guy though. This what, what has me a little concern is you're sort of manufacturing a role. I, di- I did like Brandon Bean's description. He said, well, well, you know, the question was, are you going to be in 12 personnel a lot? And his response is, well, maybe we'll call it 11 and a half personnel, you know, where, where right. this guy's sort of this, this hybrid player. Um, but it still comes back to number 17. The quarterback yep. has got to find that opening. And the difference, and, you know, I heard the comparison, well, look at how, Kansas City attacks the middle with Jason Kelsey. Okay, A, that's Jason Kelsey, future Hall of Famer. B, or maybe it's A, number 15 is a future Hall of Famer throwing to Kelsey, but uh, Patrick yes. Mahomes. But what does Mahomes do that that other quarterbacks don't as well among his million great things? He this this horizontal movement that he has, right? To buy that time, and he's buy, he's not moving horizontally with it with a with a quick hit, uh, you know, twitch to pull it down and go. 
where Josh Allen will do that because Josh knows he's got not only the speed, explosiveness, but power to get there. Mahomes certainly has great ability to gain with his feet, but he's really looking to to uh, allow that separation that happens over the middle. And I, I was really watching him more closely after the pick of Kincaid, Buffalo's pick, watching Mahomes and saying, you know what, Allen, Allen's got to be more of this, and I'm not sure that he is because I'm not sure any quarterback can really do what Mahomes does on a consistent basis. Vic, where do you have him in, in the AFC going into camp? I, I have in the, in the, uh, the I have the Bills. I, I think they're third in the in the conference. I think they're, yeah. they're the, probably arguably the third best team um, after Chiefs and Bengals in that order. Uh, they, those are the two hurdles, humps, hills. They've got to clear, and there's nothing that tells me right now if they're the same team they were last year. They're they're not. You know, I don't see that happening. Uh, but this is a new year, and everything changes. And I also think the AFC East will be more competitive. I still think it's the Bills' division to lose. But I think Aaron Rodgers, even if he gives the Jets a good quarterback, guys, a good quarterback, they didn't have a good quarterback last year. So if he gives them that, plus that defense, which had the antidote to Buffalo twice last year, look out. Yeah. It's, it, it's, Agreed. It's yeah. a loaded division. Right. It's a loaded conference. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be, I think, a very, very uh, fun season. I want to go back oh. just for the fans, see people listening out there real quick to James Cook because Dalvin's yeah, brother, oh, yes. he sorry. was electric last yes. year. Is he yes. going to get an opportunity? I know they brought in Damian Harris. Is he? Is right. James Cook going to get an opportunity to actually give this team that dangerous running game that it feels I, like they've been searching for? Singletary, Moss, Cook, they draft these guys, but nobody's really yeah. earned it. Can Cook do it? I, I mean, I, that that is still an open-ended question in my mind, Nathan. I do like yep. the, I love the talent he has. I still think he's more of a, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to say Alvin Kamara, but he's that guy that's got to catch the ball as much as he runs it. I think to give you full-fledged production. But the but to me, the answer to their running games will start with that old line getting that push. Those two big okay. guards that I was talking about. That's where yep. it's got to start. And I know, and I think Tor- Osiris Torrance, though the, the, the label on him from the draft was guy who never gave up a sack, right, in three years uh, at uh, uh, Louisiana Lafayette and then the fourth year at Florida, and, and, of course, SEC competition. But the guy is a mauler when it comes to run blocking. And they get that, then I think the running game as a whole does better. I think Harris is going to be a big part of it. I, I think the group – Again, committee running, uh, show me a team that runs the ball really well. Yes, we know a couple of individuals, but show me a team that wins with running well. It's usually the team that has multiple backs. Vic, you're the best, buddy. Yes. Oh, I, it would warm your heart, I'm guessing, to know that we have, uh, because we're doing some renovations at the facility, uh, we're right across the street from yes. your old, for, at the undisclosed location, from your old haunt, my friend. Uh, we are. Your no. quarters. We're yeah. right oh there, pal. See it. Oh my! We're right I there. did not know this. Oh, geez. So another renovation is going on. I love. Oh yeah. I love, I love yeah, it. We're... Okay, I'm. I marked my initials in a wall somewhere there. Please see to it that they stay. You know, just saying. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. It's the least we could do. Yeah. Great talking to you, Vic. Always. All right, guys.
Take it easy. Notorious. That's the best. That's Vic Carucci. Yep. Um, he's, he's as good as it gets and as plugged in as you're going to find on Buffalo. We'll hit the categories with them coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Renew your home for the last time with Renew Home Exteriors. Now introducing new composite clad siding featuring beautiful deep grain look of real wood in 20 available colors. Keep that just installed look for a lifetime with this low maintenance siding option. Right now, take advantage of no interest or payments for 24 months. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products and superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. As we hit the categories on the Buffalo Bills Gibby and I have talked about this. I think it was one of the weeks. It was a couple weeks ago when you were off. Um, and you and I have talked about it briefly. I think there's enormous pressure on them. Like, it feels like their window. I know that you're not firing people, but their window to go win with this group is like that. And it feels like when you look at their roster, there's obviously a great investment made on their defensive line. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Their safeties, if Micah Hyde can stay healthy, and Jordan Poyer, I like that. Their corners, you know, they drafted Elam in the first round last year. You got Tredavious White now full year removed from the ACL, so you hope he can do it. But offensively, when I think of some of the teams in the AFC, you're just asking so much out of Josh Allen. You are. When it's your top three receivers are, you know, Diggs, and they weren't even in Barnwell's top 10, right? I think these are like 19th, if I remember, 17th. It's Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, who they drafted another tight end, so obviously he's been fine. And then James Cook, who I think is very talented, but they haven't been able to get a running back. It's just they don't have the – now he is a singular weapon in many ways because of his ability to throw it and run it like he does. But I don't know. I just – I think their window is closing, and I think maybe there there have been more talented – versions of the bills than what we're seeing this year i agree with you and i think there's there was less talent in the afc the last couple of years yeah. than there is now so i think both those things are kind of you i it wouldn't i don't think it'd be outlandish to say that the window has kind of closed on this group that would i don't think that's too far of a step no i don't think um, it's outlandish i don't, closed it when you still have allen they still end bond they still have plenty of talent I, yeah. but i don't know what von miller is well, I yeah, mean, injured it, again i don't know i mean is he gonna start the season or us. is he gonna be it, it, is well, and it's yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. an ACL. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what he's going to be, and I think the defense is good. I don't know if they're great. It would not surprise and, me if the Jets won that division. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it, if two is healthy, I think the Dolphins can win that division. They yeah. are loaded. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, uniforms for the Buffalo Bills. You like them? I do. I like them quite a bit. Like. I, I don't like the all red. No, I no, don't no. like that uniform. No, I don't. I don't really even like they're all blue, and I'm a monochromatic guy. I don't like that. I like they're all white. I like the blue over white, and I like the white over blue. I think those are three excellent uniforms. I do wish that they had, and they do have the alternate. I like when they every now and then trot out that white lid with just the red buffalo on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old one. I like that classic. Like lid the standing a lot. buffalo versus the yes pr- the uh, yeah charging buffalo so i like having those two helmets in the mix love the white helmet i think they're all white is a spectacular look for them again not a big fan of the all red uh which was a color rush i remember they debuted i want to say against like the jets and they weren't all red and the jets weren't all green and apparently people awful. who are colorblind couldn't watch the game yeah it was it was, it was a disaster <laughs> that's true i remember that yeah 
I was never a fan of the the like the Bledsoe era. Oh God, those are atrocious. Atrocious. Awful. The Kelly era is good. Kelly uh, era is good. Yeah. Uh, the Jack Kemp way back OJ Simpson era is good. These are perfect. I think this is really the perfect Bills uniform. Yep. And I think it's one of those instances where the this isn't. If they took parts of all of their history and made a perfect uniform. Some of the colors of like the OJ Simpson Jack Kemp stuff, and then like the the charging Buffalo of Jim Kelly, yep. primarily blue. I think they crushed it. I think it's a perfect Bills uniform. And, and I agree with you with the all blues and the all reds. So the white helmet is a much better helmet for them than the, the red helmet. The red helmet. Yeah, I agree. No question. Um, I think they win a Super Bowl if they had white helmets. I think they would have won one. I don't think they. I don't think you could go zero and four in a white helmet. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I think Kelly would have got one. Yeah. There had to be Norwood's kick goes through. There's um, no doubt. Yeah, stadium. So they're getting a new one. We've seen plans yes. for it, and it's going to be good. But it's not a dome. Not right? a dome. Which no. I, again, don't get it. I don't either. Now, it's here's it the only looks like they're. It's funny because even in like the il- the illustrations of it, they show like space heaters everywhere. Yeah. So I don't know if they're trying to create like warmth amidst cold for their Here's, fans i don't understand it it should be a dome yeah. but buffalo with a dome is not going to attract there aren't going to be major nothing's there. going there anyway it's too small. so it's too small yeah. so in that case i can understand them saying well you know in a place like cleveland for example i think you absolutely make that money back because cleveland you'll big 10 championships okay. final fours Forever. wrestlemania all, all of it because yeah. you've got the hotel infrastructure you got the airport you got it all I don't think that you have that necessarily in Buffalo. So it looks like it's like kind of goes over, like they're trying to keep the snow off of yeah, you. There's a theory now that you can design kind of overhangs in a certain way that it not only does it help protect a little bit of a portion of it from the elements, but that it is going to much like a jet wing affects the way that wind flows, that they can create something where it will force the wind up and over the stadium as opposed to in it. Good luck. God bless you. But that means you have to build a complete exoskeleton around because otherwise it's going to come right in through yeah. all the bombs and you don't do that. So I think Well, they're starting from fresh. I mean, they're right. building theirs from scratch. They got the they But I mean it requires a solid outside, solid outside to prevent otherwise it's that from getting in, right? Yeah. Uh road trip to Buffalo. I've never been to Buffalo, New York. Oh, I have. Many I bet times. you have. Yeah, you guys took a train once, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we went to St. John's College, St. John Fisher. We ate some good that meals was camp. with Notorious. Obviously, there's the famous wing places. Although Bar Bills, I think, was the one that I liked the best, rather than the the super famous. I could take you on place. a wing crawl through all of those. Well, Anchor bars over. What's the beef sandwich? Yes. Is it a pit beef or something? On whack. On it's whack. Beef on whack. And what do they do with that? Yeah. It's like a shredded beef with like a au jus on a bun. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing any – I'd rather have wings. Okay. Right. Um, Duff's is my place. but Is that there, the there place? Are, Duff's is the place? Duff's is good. Uh, a lot of people are like, Anchor Bar is the home of the wing. Oh, Bar yeah, there's a lot of places. Bar that, if you live up there, there are three or four – I had this whole thing planned out, and then we got snowed out and had to go to Detroit. But okay. I literally had a wing crawl planned for oh, us I like for the it. like Barbell. Buff, that's the one. Uh, we have, you know, Dinosaur former barbecue is we up have there. former Sorry. luminaries here who are now owning F1 teams, and one of them was happened to be one of the great wing aficionados of our time, and that was that was where he that we did when we went to Buffalo. We did a whole wing thing in Barbell that that ended up winning pretty handily. We uh, we had an epic night with Notorious. Oh man! When we had, went to that nice dinner, when we, we had to, joint practices, and I yeah. got called out by the Buffalo Bills players. Yeah, they were talking the trash to Gibbe. <laughs> hey, Browns boy, that's for you guys going to show up tomorrow? I'm like, 
not looking so great after day one. That I was right after that. Terrell Pryor couldn't get like couldn't even run a route against their DBs. No, nope. he went on to have a thousand yards that year. It was one of the most remarkable things. Yeah, I but think, uh, I'll Wentz tell you, is, uh, a lot of people want to do like 30, 30 for thirty stuff around various Ohio State football things, and some of them have been done. Do one on Terrell Pryor if you want to do one. The whole story, the whole story from Jeanette PA yep. all the way through here, all of it. Like yep. that, there's a lot going on there. Um, must thing to do. Must thing to do on a road trip. Is that like uh, Niagara? You go eat wings, and then can you get to Niagara Falls? How far you is can that? Get to the American side. Absolutely. It's probably ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, you want to go Canadian side. Canadian all side is where you want to be. All yeah. For people that are like, there, you I want to go, go to eat some wings, and you want to. Why is the Canadian side better? What do they got better than us? Where do you want me to start? Oh, it's say. a lot, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it worth it, Niagara Falls? Yes. yes. Really? My parents live for it. Okay. I grew up. We would go like every third year. It was the only place we went back to. Repeatedly. What do I do with the kids there? Okay. Like, if I ton take... to do. There's a ton to do. First, the difference between the two sides is just to kind of sum it up. Like in my mind, the American side feels like if you were at like maybe the boardwalk you didn't necessarily want to be on on like a Jersey Shore okay. type of an area. And okay. then the Canadian side is just nice. It is. We stayed in this, like, beautiful – Miss Candy went there. We stayed in a beautiful, like, high-rise hotel, had meals overlooking the They've falls. They've really done a nice job building great up restaurants. the area. There's uh, a huge wine country there oh, where you go okay. around. Gretzky's uh, got a whiskey distillery that's there. Uh, Niagara on the lake. Niagara on the lake, you're yeah. driving up. Yep, it's beautiful. Ice wine. Ice wine, yeah. Inniskillen's up there, playing. which is, like, the best ice wine. Okay. Um, but basically – it's just it's just nicer, and then you do the with the kids. You do the made it. You can walk all the way around it. You do the made of the mist. There's little kind of mini, I would say, amusement parks around. Like little, there's okay. plenty of. It's a tourist that. destination, so yeah, they've the, got the, all. There is a lot to do for for yeah. kids. There's right. things, and it's the made of the mist is cool. You, yeah, the made of the mist is really awesome. It's all really right. cool. Okay, it's or an unbelievable amount of water going over that water. Like it's hard to get. Like you think you understand, it, you've yeah. seen waterfalls, and then it like blows your mind. Okay. All right. You sold me. You sold me. Yeah. A uh, player from their current roster that you want. <sighs> Who's I'm, on that? My team? guess is the answer is Stefan Diggs. I feel like there's some baggage. Maybe a little drama there. Who are their D tackles? Ed Oliver. Oh, God. Can you imagine if it came full circle and we brought him in here and brought he could sign Ed the, the Ed Oliver uh, Heisman? My guess is it's it's Diggs at Oliver. I just want him to sign the bobblehead we still have in the studio. That's the one I want. Yeah. Bring back Jordan Poyer. But I mean, I think we're honestly it's it's about weapons. But Ed Oliver would probably fit our the like all of a sudden our starting defensive line was Darius Smith, Ed Oliver, Dalvin Thompson, Miles Garrett. Like that's probably that's going to be a problem for people. All time favorite Bill. <sighs> you know. I went for fall break one year to uh, Falmouth, Maine with my buddy, and we went to an old uh, Bills, and it was a Bills-Patriots game, and Eric Moulds wow. lit them up. E and I always liked Moulds. Eric Moulds. I don't feel like he's disgusted enough. He had a he, moment. He was, I think he had a moment. He was pretty darn good for a while. So I'm going to say, like, for my – I really liked him. The other guy that I really liked was from those, and it was just because he wore the most absurd things. I was a big Daryl Talley guy. Love Daryl Talley because he yeah. wore those like spider, yeah. uh, like yep. skiing things that look like. Yeah, when the his. NFL didn't have Under Armour gear. Yeah, like they didn't have the right. Base Everybody layer. didn't have the base layer. Right. Yeah, so yeah. they did what they did. Uh, I loved. Uh, I did love a Bruce Smith. I thought Bruce, he, Smith's, Bruce yeah. Smith's great. 
Um, Thurman. Thurman was very, Thermal. very good. Yep, they had they had some good dudes. Andre Reed could not. I was always when we were up. There. I like Andre Reed too. He was a super cool. I dude. was always uh, Cornelius Bennett was cool. I always liked their uh, like that Steve Tasker wore the dark helmet helmet. Remember that giant? Oh yeah, yeah. helmet that yeah. he had. That, that yeah, the dark helmet stuff. helmet. Um, all right, playoff team, you bet. Contender, yep. you bet. Yep. Uh, biggest off season addition for them. I suppose just keeping their coach and GM and running that kind of – is there anybody roster-wise they haven't done much yet? No, they have not done much. My guess is in the way that you know we listen to them talk about it, uh, their biggest addition is going to be Dalton Kincaid. You know, can Dalton Kincaid provide that kind of what you would call reliable over-the-middle-of-the-field target that Cole Beasley was for Allen when he was so much better two years ago. And then the other one is probably Leonard Floyd because it gives them an opportunity to go into pass rushing situations with Oliver, Rousseau, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd all on the field together. There you go. All right, we'll do a little uh, better or worse coming up next. This is Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet, sports winning partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, time for a little higher, lower, presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery. Who reminds you, know the risk before you gamble. AP is here. Gibbe is here. Part two, Chris Sims, top 40 quarterback rankings. Hit it, Gibbe. Let's go to it. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Do you see Manning's doing that now? Yes, I did see that. Like slid what, in what, under the radar. What won't he endorse? He's, uh, he's is he the Ryan Seacrest of endorsers? It feels like it. It Worked feels like his way towards he's it. great at it. He's all. awesome at it all. But like you, if at the time he was done in the league, if I would have said he's not going to work for an NFL team, he's not going to go broadcast for a network, he's going to do a show with his brother on ESPN two, and he's going to endorse everything. You would have said I was nuts. No, but I Talk like he's it. Making money. By the way, look, I'm having a beanch moment. You know, the key to a good coffee is all it's about a the beans. But I'm loving, beanch. when I was down in Mexico, boy, I was loving their refried beans. And then yeah. I'm not afraid of a baked bean. Not even oh, a little sure. bit afraid. I can make you no, some beans. Be, yeah, bean. I bet I, I knew do, you'd I be a bean guy. It. I knew you'd I be a bean I put it in guy. a smoker with yellow mustard. Yeah, I knew you'd Kind of slow guy. stirred. You're scaring yeah. me with the yellow mustard, but I'm going to trust no, you. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. You're not, you don't taste it. A little pasta fajoule for you? I love a pasta fajoule. Yeah, good warm and I make I make a nice pasta fajoule. Sure, sure. Yeah, I do some smoked baked beans. We shared that recipe. Yeah, we did. We've shared that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It's All really right. good. I'm sad my primavera is that now I got now I'm hungry again. I'm sad. I, I I I'm kind of worried that maybe we should move this to tomorrow and just have Poisel on to talk about things. I think he Zagura had recommended that. I think Zagura had I'm looking at it and now we started talking about we beans and some other things. Segment? Yeah. Poisel, can you join us on the phone tomorrow? Sure. All right, perfect. So wow, we'll do this at two thirty yeah. tomorrow. Let, let's let's talk through a few things. Yeah. Um let can can we talk about you not this wanting great. to throw out topics and discuss? This is like the Mike Myers Saturday Live. Coffee just, talk. Can we, can we talk about Bishop, can we can we talk about you and uh, defying your father on horses? Well, I don't do, Oh, you I, keep the music going. No, pause. I just no, my view of it was that and I just texted him that now. I don't I think like his horses that he trains for to he's screwing around horses, that's his hobby. That's not on me. No. Like I'll go fix a fence. I'll go herd cattle and not breaking a horse. Drive combines and and he doesn't need to either. 
He's choosing to. Do he enjoys it. It would be like if I yeah. said to oh, myself, yeah. it'd be like if, if I told him, like, look, I'm going to need you to sort my baseball cards for me. Well, why? It's your hobby. Why am I doing it? Right. That's what I told him. I said, you pick this. You don't need to do this. You're choosing to do it. So you get your own hay. I just, <laughs> if I'm, now, my response to that is if you're under the age of 18, I'm providing you a roof and meals. That's how this and is going to go. And I will work on all of those things if they are to the greater good. But this is for his personal enjoyment. Yeah. Having, like he, having not, the boys do it next week is not – not an option. I don't think they want to be. What's that? I don't think they want to be forking hay around. No, nobody fun. wants to do it. That's not no. fun work. No. Nobody wants to do it. It sucks. Furthermore, I was allergic to. You, you get all itchy. The only thing I'm allergic to is alfalfa. Which oh. Is alfalfa hay. Problem. That's it. So everything else, like all, all the other things, I have no other allergens. That's the one thing I'm allergic How's to. How has he responded to your shooting down his, his great plan? He's aware that I hated it and aware that I was that that was probably going to be my stance yeah said I'm it on continues vacation. to be your i said it continues to be your hobby i wish you the best of luck yeah enjoy yourself enjoy it you must you're choosing to keep them want to do it continuing to keep doing it points out you're you're going out of town next week by the way off the top yes. of this head topic so uh yes. poise out next week yes. no, 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 no. You, like, you like where this is going <laughs> poise out and this i'm not even a show. camera it's great is it <laughs> is it, <laughs> is it? <laughs> It's on TV. Not yet. Not uh, yet. Not yet. Poizel, are you tra- are you flying next week? Yeah, yeah, Poizel, have flying. you heard? Have, have you have you you should get some advice from Uncle Bo on yeah. your little flight. Uh, well, are I'm you flying, flying east? Uh, yes, to Savannah, Georgia, for a Hilton Head Island trip. It'll be the from first. where? Where are you connecting? From uh, first from because of course Charlotte. you can't fly I here. think Charlotte both ways. All right, you should be okay with Charlotte. I've yeah. done more research on it. Uh, uh, we went Charlotte when we went. Yeah, and I bet you were fine. Yeah, I would. Uh, the only thing, the reason I did, part of the reason I did DC is for if I get stuck there, I can make it work. Queen City's a lovely city, though. It is, but I like DC better. More yeah. to do, better restaurants. I think um, it was my only option. Minus Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit's great. Fahrenheit's sure. great. Yeah, but the, um, um, yeah, I think you'll be fine. I think the big issue that, is, as I've done some more research, is the Northeast Corridor. That the New York's and DC's are really problematic. No for, fun. For like layovers? Yeah, it's just people Everything. get just get no fun. So I'm worried because I'm taking my golf clubs, and the last thing I would want is for I'm, I, layovers and having to have you know luggage. I, I prefer to just keep all my luggage on, of course, uh, on the overhead. I, I pack as bag. light as possible. But I gotta obviously can't do that with golf clubs. And my biggest fear whenever I have flown with golf clubs, which I've only done one or two times, is I'm gonna lose my clubs. They're gonna I don't. Can't, can't I you don't. rent them? Well, yes, but I would be stressed out because if I lose my golf clubs, that's that's what no, I'm no, saying. I, Can't you I, rent them at the place? You gotta yes, play with your yes, rights. but that's I got, but I, I am, I want to play with my club. Yeah, I'm on yeah. the I, handicap, handicap. Before I'll make a ruling on oh, if he's that's good. the right choice. My I handicap, with him. yeah, seventeen. Okay, I, I'll be honest with you. You can rent clubs. <laughs> What's your I will say this: <laughs> I root for the airline to lose my clubs. It's then a one or a two set. shot difference. Like I. I get new clothes. I don't. I'm just, I I'm, love my irons. Yep. Well, but you're scratched. Like, you could tell the difference. Yep. No, no. Well, like, I think I could give tell. Give me the, some new clubs. Well, I've had my, Great. I'm on year nine with my clubs. I, I would I'll be honest be with you. Based on that information, you might like them better. The rentals? Yeah. Because they're newer? For sure. For sure. Okay. If you're going to a resort of any sort of reputation, they're getting new rental clubs every year. 
Uh, we're not going to the. It's not that. It's not that kind of place. I mean, you, you're, you're strolling into Kiowa to go play Ocean Course. They're slapping you a brand new set of PXGs. Yeah, yeah, and, and I go have play. played the Ocean Course before. But en enjoy yourself. That's how they're but, rolling. No, I you mean, you played that course. Yes, I have. And, and what did you shoot? Uh, ninety-seven. Good job out of you. It was, a tough a, course. It, it, it was no. It, we lucked out. There was no wind. That's obviously the, the thing about the ocean course is it's always windy. But there was no wind that day, and well, then we take back the praise for the night. We day. played. I forget how long it was, but it was. I think I got all bogeys for the most part, a couple doubles, but it was it was bogey golf for most of the round. Did you guys see the guy over the weekend who played Cypress at uh, in a seventy mile an hour wind? No, I don't I'm know how you get him. off the tee box. Well, the way that I understood it is. Like he got to play Cyprus, but that the, was the day. This was the day. So you do it. What are you going to not do it? You're never going to see it again. So I guess you go. He's out there in full rain gear, like the wind. Was he a good golfer? Like how did he shoot? You Who could, could know? I you mean, could be an awful matter. golfer I mean, and look great. Yeah, yeah. You actually you'd enhance shoot. it. I I think I would probably do it though anyway. Oh yes, yes. you I only would. have one. You're never going to do it again. Yeah, you're never going to get out there again. No, no. Uh, anything else you want to? You want to propose to I us, like, Gibby? I enjoy. I think this needs to be a new segment where Gibby True. just comes up with topics off the top of his head, and we <laughs> and we laugh, Can and I, then we try to. What's on Gibby's mind? Yeah, what's on Gibby's mind? Drew says it's Fila and his ice wine. Make Nate apologize. What? I don't know what that's Fila. all about. Fila. What's, well, we Fila, love Fila, Fila, but no, he's there's talking, only I one. Think he's Fila. talking about putting ice cubes into wine. Yeah, that's, that's not the, ice wine. No, no, no. Ice wine. No, there's a specific type of wine. It is still an ice true. wine, and it's because the grapes they get a frost on them that enhances the sugar content and makes it a sweeter. It's a dessert wine. It's an after dinner wine. I like it. Hell of a job out of you. So we'll says, talk to you tomorrow. By the way, where is he at? It's Tuesday. He's on his way over here. He'll be here right at 3 o'clock. Okay. For God's sake. I know that you're normally on the highway by 3 o'clock. Right. But so much more to come. So many we don't have time comments. for all this. We don't have time There's for so much more to come. You're driving the show off the road, Gary. Off the road. So Play the Browns daily. 8.50. We'll work it from home. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 8.50 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, great place to start and build a career. Check out the latest opportunities to join the team that's working together to keep your community clean and green. Learn more at Rumpke.com. By the way, have you worn this, this thing yet? This is my maiden voyage in this bad boy. What Give is it? It's the, oh, uh, is that the Secret, the Secret Service, Service one? one? Oh, I have not worn mine. Oh, that looks great. It's a delight. It looks like a delight. It feels wonderful. <clears throat> yeah. Not that too worked. cold. That I was feel like the... it can warm me up, but it doesn't get too hot. Yeah, Perfect. that was also like the rare instance where the XL worked. Yeah, and it's got that. F f yeah. yeah that's oh, that's everywhere. nice. That's, that's, that's nice. The whole, the whole. Yeah, that looks good. That's everywhere. That looks baby. good. Uh, all right, kids. The next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Ice wine. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.